You're listening to Forever Garnet and Black with Dakota and Matt. Are you more excited because we're 1-0 and or because we were both right about our pick? Well, of course I like to be right. Sure. But it's 1-0, baby. Yeah, you think so? I, I'll, have to, I'll have to go with you, although I also like being right. The Gamecocks are 1-0, and and we both kind of predicted it. Now, whether or not we were biased, it doesn't matter because we were right at this point. I Bias goes out the window. I legit felt confident. I did too, but uh, if you look at the stats, maybe we should. I don't know. kind of made me nervous. I don't know if we should have won based on the stats. If you watch the game front, you know, beginning to end, I think you uh, would, would know that the Gamecocks probably a superior team, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, like, stats go out the window when you're taking a kickoff return 97 yards to the house. That's a I good mean, point. You don't even step on offense. I heard you missed that opening kickoff. Oh, yeah, I did. ESPN. Um, didn't help you out. ESPN didn't help you out. You know, since they thought a, a, a blowout on the Clemson game, they made sure that, you know, that was way more important rather than the start of a really good game compared to a blowout that was had two minutes to go. They figured that was important. They need to, to get their it. priorities straight. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, it flipped over to a, a nice uh, extra point in the mm. process, and I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> but like, you know, like I told you earlier, you had to be excited because you knew that meant we just scored, but at the same time, you missed the opening kickoff. Return for a touchdown by Debo Samuel. Got to be frustrating. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, I couldn't think of a better way to start your season. If you no, there isn't one. I was about to say, if you maybe get, a pick six. Cut, let me know. Play? Let me know because there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this is uh, Forever Garnet and Black with Dakota and Matt. Dakota Watson here with Matt Cather. We're getting started again, and like I said, one and zero. We're excited to be here. Yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, this is. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing more you could be excited for. I mean, this is awesome. Um. For I mean, the one thing I do want to make sure I touch on is I think there's been a lot of for me I, after the, the the coming days I guess are are going to be real telling because we got a big game coming up and we'll get into that but I, I've noticed that for the most part many people have not really given us credit nobody is really I'm shocked let's put it this way that people aren't really considering NC State to be that big. Like, it, they were coming in season, this is supposed to be a really football, good football team. U, U, USC beats them, and that's retract pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think a big part of that. To a certain is, extent. This is kind of dumb, but I think a big part of that is not having that little number by your name, not being officially ranked by the AP poll. And I think that's a big part of it. And I don't know, it probably shouldn't be, especially a preseason poll. They don't mean a whole lot, if you ask me, or at least I don't put a whole lot of stock in those, in those uh, preseason rankings. So coming into the first week, they were ranked 33, I believe, which is eight out of the top 25. Yeah. But I bet you if they had a 25 next to their name and South Carolina was unranked and beats a top 25 team first week, everybody would have been, oh, man, they beat a top 25 team. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of people in the media that did acknowledge the victory. But there's plenty of people that, I mean, it's just like, come on. like, Where's the love? <laughs> I mean, you're looking at. I saw the other day that a lot of people, or, or there was a poll, I believe it was AP, that still had was giving one more vote to NC State over South Carolina. Wow, after losing. <laughs> after losing to them, not even at home, not even away, but on a neutral field. I think part of those. Which means nothing in my opinion. Right. Th- those these are irrelevant. I'm just saying it's just weird because a lot of people, and I think just some some people really didn't. I'll just be real. Not a lot of people keep up with NC State. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And I think uh, a lot of the naysayers point to the numbers. If you look at the numbers and you don't look at the score, 
you would think NC State won this game by 14 at least. Uh, See, I first, dis- but I disagree at the same time because – Not if you just looked at the numbers? 64 – you're throwing the ball 64 times, first of all. That's ridiculous. Sure. But look at first downs. NC State had more than double the first downs. Total yards. NC State had more than double total yards. They had 504 yards to South Carolina's 246. Well, you can – that's what happens when a team sits back, sits back and lets them throw the football half the time. I mean, how many times, especially before the at the end of the first half, I was irate that we just literally let them walk down the field and score a touchdown. We were playing prevent all the way down. Yeah, why and from the start as well? So why NC State was getting seven or eight yards whenever they wanted it. Almost it seemed like at least. The good news is this team's well, that team is still going to go on to win like nine games. Believe it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they will. Believe it. Well, Ryan especially Finley's in the no ACC. Jet. Yeah, he he was 45 for 64 with 415 yards and a pair of touchdowns. No picks. He looked good. He did look really good, and everybody knew he I would, mean, he, I feel like, coming in. he, Well, yeah, I mean, if like I said, I think we covered this, and if you followed NC State or at least some type of football, college football, <laughs> you would know that Ryan Finley's a pretty good quarterback. One of the better ones in ACC. May be the best quarterback in ACC, personally. Um, but – yeah, I think it's good news for South Carolina that they have so many things from the outside looking in, at least, that they could improve on. I think that's a good thing because when you have a week one win by seven points over a pretty good team, if you had looked down the row and said, yeah, we played really well and we only won by seven, maybe you'd be more nervous about coming into Missouri who just put up like 400 points or whatever they did the last weekend. 72? Yeah. 72 to be exact. Hmm. Uh, good news about that is they also gave up 40-something in against the Missouri State team, I believe. Yeah, Missouri State. That I've never watched until then. I didn't even watch that game. I watched four minutes of it, I believe. Did you? Wow. On my phone, yeah. Good, good for you, sir. But again. Doing a little bit of, doing a little scouting? Little, little no, that wasn't. I just love football. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to, you know, send a little scouting report over to Coach Muschamp. Sure, I'll send him one. Drew Locke is really good. <laughs> And they have some really good wide receivers. That offense is going to be nice. More's but a problem. More's a problem. If you want to go back to the numbers real quick, I think the biggest concern for sure, South Carolina as a team had 31 rushing yards. Yeah. That's and a, that's unacceptable. Yeah, that's a problem. Especially um, with Rico, with the running backs that we got, Tyson, you didn't see any really of Tyson Williams, which I was really surprised. No by runs. That. He had one reception for yeah. five yards. Really surprised by that, by the way. Um, and it's not AJ's like we, Turner took more snaps. Yeah, he did. Him. And it's not like uh, South Carolina threw the ball, you know, 60 times like NC State did. No. Only 29 times. A good stat, though, is that we converted on third down rather well, mm-hmm. um, almost 50%. That's got to continue to happen. I want to get better. Um, I think for me, early in the game, I saw Shy Smith get a couple catches on third down. I feel like he's going to be a really big player coming into uh, the SEC play when it comes to third down conversions. I think in the slot he's really going to – had to get that separation and be uh, essentially, I mean, him and Hayden Hurst, I think will be going to be Jake Bentley's maybe security blanket when it comes to slots like that. Besides the rushing that needs to improve, obviously, as a team, I think the other biggest thing that South Carolina is going to have to do against Missouri is something mm-hmm. they struggled with against NC State, and that's control the ball and, and time of possession battle. NC State won that handily, 36 minutes to 23 minutes. I understand. But like I said, it definitely makes a difference when you're returning a kickoff. I mean, that's five minutes of offense and offensive potential. Sure, right but that's there. only one time. So I, know, I mean, take, but that, take that out of the know, equation, really. But that definitely plays a role. Right. I mean, when that's the first play of the game, that definitely can dictate the way the, the tempo and the style yeah, of the game Yeah, and you're also played. just assuming that South Carolina would have gone down and scored on that drive. So, I mean, you just yeah. never know. No, I agree. Just never yeah, know. I'm telling you. Um, Absolutely. But that is another thing. I think it's key because this game against Missouri is going to be a shootout. 
everybody, or at least that's what everybody's saying. You have two high-powered SEC offenses against defenses who could use some work in some areas. Yes. So I think we're looking at a game coming up this weekend that could be a race to 40, and I think that's, you know, normal. I don't think that's crazy or outlandish to say. Um, not at all. <laughs> not at all, because I think uh, both offenses are really good. Uh, I know South Carolina's is good, and, I, <clears throat> and I'd have to agree with the Missouri take, too. Um, the one thing I will say is, uh, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't it be? A, we put 35 up on NC State, so absolutely. Who supposedly has the best defensive line we'll face all year. That's what we, I've heard. And I'd have to agree. I mean, maybe Florida. Florida right. always has a great defense in general. But that's got to get you excited about the O-line and their performance. And it's kind of weird because, of course, you look at the rushing yards, only 31 as a team. Mm. So, obviously, the O-line didn't dominate anyone. No. But not one defensive lineman had a sack for NC State. They did have sacks that came from linebackers and a couple, I believe, safety or two that came in on blitzes. But besides that, I don't think a defensive lineman had a sack. Well, I, I think you could attribute that to Jake Bentley a little more than anything, though, because – there was multiple times that Jake Bentley scrambled and made a play, and and I think that was the, the really the highlight. If there was one thing I could point out that game was Jake Billy, Jake Bentley's ability to it's make make decisions whether if he's going to throw it downfield, whether he's going to drop it down, or more importantly, tuck it and run because there was a couple big third downs or one or two third downs and a couple plays that he made with his feet that I was I was just. You know, that's when I real. That's when you realize how good this cat is. I agree, and I think at quarterback, a lot of times, if you're not known as a running quarterback, people <clears throat> won't respect your legs as much. But if your decision making is ju- is better than people's, you know, decisions when to run. If you if you know when to run, then it's a lot more effective than someone who just likes to run the ball all the time as a quarterback. So you don't have to necessarily be someone who's extremely fast to be able to run the ball effectively at quarterback. And I, that's exactly what we saw from Jake Bentley. He ran when he had to to get first downs. He's pretty athletic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, low key. I, I don't think it's gonna be a. I don't think it's gonna be unknown now. I think every team that plays South Carolina is gonna know that Jake Bentley has that in him. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching NC State film alone. He's a pocket passer, but he can. He's also mobile, especially in the pocket too. He he moved around well. He avoided sacks. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I mean. <laughs> You got to be happy with what you saw. I mean, he's not no, you know, Deshaun Watson with speed, I guess you say, but the guy's got some moves. He can make people miss. I mean, he made Chubb miss on that one play. It was brilliant. He can scamper for about ten to twelve yards and got the the first down, on a, which I would believe it was a third and third and twelve play or something like that. So, man, props to Jink Bitley. For me, definitely the. Well, Probably say the player of the game. You could almost go Debo Samuel. You have to one-handed catch there. You got to. It was a great play, in general, because the, what it, what happened prior to that was Jake Bentley feeling a little bit of pressure, moved outside of the pocket, was on the run and canned that one. That was a great throw. Maybe a little bit better catch, yes, but both of them were quite quite that that pl- that sequence right there was the highlight of the game for sure. Even probably over that kickoff return. Agreed. Uh, so if you come into next week's game now, or this week's game, I should say, what's the one thing you want to see just from the offense? Because I know there's a few things defensively that the Gamecocks could improve on, but what's, what do you want to see more from the offense? Ah, that's easy. Establish a running game. Yeah. Establish a running game. Uh, we, we know what Rico, Rico can do. We know what that team is capable of. 
I like the weapons on the outside. That's a given. You know, there's talent everywhere at the right wide receiver, and uh, and you might have the best tight end in in the conference. Yeah, I understand that. But you got to establish the run game. You gotta you gotta get, take a little bit of pressure off Jake Bentley. You you get you get Rico running the football pretty effectively, and this this you think this offense is good now. Mm-hmm. It's that's going to open it up. I think that's the key as well. I think you hit it, and that goes back to time of possession. If you are able to run the ball well against Missouri and keep their offense on the sideline, it's a really good offense. So how do you keep them from not scoring points? You keep your offense on on the field. It's that simple, I think, at least, or it sounds simple. I guess it's not that easy, but it sure sounds simple yeah. on paper. I mean, I think uh, they'll have a lot uh, better chance of establishing the run game against Missouri than, say, NC State. One thing I thought it was funny about NC State, they did miss another 29-yard field goal. They did, which is just <laughs> – we were – don't worry. I was there in the stands yelling the whole time. I made sure that they uh, – all the NC State fans could recall the last time they did that as well. Did you let them know? Oh, I le- yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we let them know. Good. Good, <laughs> good, good. So, another question for you. Looking back, and this is not really going too much outside of the landscape of the Gamecocks here, but looking now forward, how, how open do you think the SEC East is? It's wide open. Um, yeah, wide open. I think this is anybody's conference, anybody's division for the taking, really. Um, you know, I wasn't impressed with – you You got to see what a little bit more from Florida, I guess you could say, when, when once they get their – You got to find out a quarterback. If they're – well, yeah. That's a disaster down there in Gainesville, in my opinion. They got a lot uh, – Good defense again, but – Yeah, good defense. Always a great defense. Can only score with their defense. Um, need a quarterback – Need uh, w- and we'll see. Like I said, we'll see what happens when they get the players back. That really don't make a difference, I think, uh, especially because that ri- or wide receiver Callaway will be back. Uh, big loss. Um, you look at Tennessee, not impressed really. I, you know, big shoes of fills for Dodge, Josh Dobbs, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Barely snuck out that victory against Georgia Tech. Um, Could have lost that one three or four times at Georgia least. Georgia loses Eason. You don't know what to expect from from. You don't know how long. Easton's going to be out. I, they, they're trying to downplay it, but he has a sprained yep. ligament in his knee. I'm assuming it's going to be at least a couple weeks. I think maybe it'll be about almost a month. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's, I, I, when I say a couple weeks, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That means pretty much a month. I shouldn't, you know. Uh, I, I, so I think they're downplaying that a little bit. So, yeah, you go into Missouri. You go you go into Missouri. You take care of business. You come back at home. You're looking at 2-0. You beat Kentucky. And I tell you what, we're talking about SECs and what it really is, you know. Yeah, I don't want to get too too far ahead. No, of myself, I'm not getting too far. But, but you're so right. If but you, I'm, you know, just pointing out facts. It's yep. really how it's going to be. Like if you, you beat a Missouri and a Kentucky team here, and especially we'll, we're will we find out we're going to find out what Georgia's about this weekend. There's no question about that. They got Notre Dame coming up. We're going to see it from a lot of people. You know, typical Georgia fans. Um, saying as soon as Easton gets down, they're like, oh, well, Frome looked better. Oh, well, yeah, we didn't want him anyway. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, you guys are already bashing. Your, like, I saw a lot of Easton bashing. They're saying he's not that good. He's overhyped. At this point, I'd be nervous to be a Georgia quarterback. They don't like anybody there. They, they, they really don't. They just turn over four- and five-star recruits and go, hey, nah, we don't, we don't like him. Yeah. He had one bad game. Yeah, they just literally – they're so spoiled with themselves <laughs> down there. I, They've I, I always had th- great quarterbacks, I so think, maybe that's why. Well, yeah, I think that's one thing I – I guess that's why I dislike Georgia so much. Not maybe because I'm a South Carolina fan that plays in pain the hand I'm as sure well. Sure, it does. But my thing is, is you know, you consistently have great players, but why do you? <laughs> but Georgia fans continuously uh, bash them. You know, 
I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I really don't. But we're gonna find out a lot about that this weekend when they play uh, Notre Dame. You're gonna find out about Auburn this weekend when they play Clemson. So, um, somebody went out on a limb recently. Maybe uh, Clay Travis said we're the second best team in SEC. I will not go that far. Nope, me but neither. But we are gonna find out a lot this weekend from the SEC. I think this is a battle this weekend between the best two quarterbacks in the SEC East. You have Jake Bentley and Drew Locke coming in. Obviously, Drew Locke is the more experienced guy. I think that I he's, he's, he's a very, very good passer. They don't have a great defense over there, so that's why Missouri is always discredited. But if you look at their it offense – used to be vice versa, though. Yeah, that's true. If well, you, to a certain point, they yeah. actually, you know, some pretty good players. But yeah, and if you just look at their offense, their offense really Chase is a top-five offense in the SEC. Yeah, easily. absolutely. I mean, you got three studs with – Drew Locke, who could throw them more, and then if you want to hand the ball off to Crockett, there you go. Crockett is a really good running back, and that's going to be another key to the game coming up this week. If Missouri gets their running game going like South Carolina wants to get theirs going, it's going to be really tough to stop that offense. I think it's very similar. Both, If you look at both of these offenses, it's very similar. If both teams can get the run game going or if either one of them can, it's going to be really tough to stop their offense. And Missouri uh, is not an easy place to play. Yeah. Even though Missouri had a bad year last year, they actually got some pretty good fans out there, and they always show out. So I know that place is going to be rocking, and it's going to be a definitely – for the Gamecocks, that will be their first true road test. I mean, when you go neutral game, it's always a little – it's not as loud. It's nowhere near as loud because uh, you got half your fans there, first of all. And second of all, you, it's half that stadium is going to be empty probably <laughs> unless it's a big game, real big game. Uh, fortunately – Charlotte likes to still uh, make high ticket prices. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> um, but so looking forward to this game again, what are you thinking as far as outcome and score? If we, if you look at the earlier podcast we did about the first half of the season, I believe both of us had South Carolina winning first and second week. So are you going to stick with it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I feel more confident about the Missouri game than the NC State game. Hmm. Even more so seeing them play now. A lot of people are scared of Missouri. The 72 points, right? 72 points. Um, listen, uh, we would have probably put 72 points up on Missouri State as well. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now because Missouri State's trash. <laughs> They're not that good. Um, and it's plain simple. You, you put up 35 on a really good NC State team. Um you can't yeah. have it. You can't have it both ways. We did have a kickoff return for touchdowns. So we put up twenty-eight on them. Is how I look at it from an offensive standpoint. I disagree. Well, you can't have it both ways. You said it didn't count for the uh, time yeah. of possession. So. Yeah, but that's because you housed it. Right. You're not on offense. That's not the offense. So I'm. I, I almost. I almost see special teams touchdowns as almost a fluke sometimes. You know, you get one good block here or there, and then all of a sudden you have Jesus. you know one. That's how I look at them. I don't even count those really. If Debo Samuel, who's definitely listening to this, he's yeah, I know. Very oh, I'm sure. Him. I'm sure. No, trust me. You have to have the returner. But besides that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's how I feel about him. Well, that was if we keep doing that, that's fine with that. Yeah, hey, trust me. I'll take twenty of those like I again. Said, I consider like the Happy Gilmore when he when it's, he nails it off yeah. the team, goes right in the hole. He's like, you know, that's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's a lot easier. Why can't we do that every time? <laughs> I agree. Why can't we just run the kickoff? Yeah, every why time? not? And a lot easier. And I will say, it's one of the most exciting plays in all sports. Is yeah. to watch a kickoff. I'm or so glad I missed it. Thanks to ESPN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank that's you, rough. ESPN. I was glad I was got to catch the end of that uh, 56 <laughs> three drubbing by the Clemson Tigers over Kent State. I'll tag them in it. Don't worry. We'll make sure they hear it. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> as far as uh, a score, what do you think? Um, 49-28. Yeah. 
I mean, that's really not. I think we're gonna. Far-fetched. I think we're I think gonna. I think we're really gonna give him okay. uh, some of this. Uh, we cocky right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the win. My original gut feeling was that we would beat both of the first two teams we played, um, and I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm still however, nervous. Yeah. However, I'm gonna go. I'm, 41-35 is going to be my final score. I think score. we're going to win pretty easily. Well, maybe not easily. I think it's going to be close for the first half. I think we turn it on in the second half. Okay. My problem is I'm still nervous that we need to get pressure. I mean, that the defense line. They did better, though. They had a few sacks, yeah. three or four sacks I last think week. For me, the standout player on defense when it came to that was Wanham. DJ Wanham had yeah, a great game. Great game. I thought so. I mean, I thought he played pretty Pretty dang good. Kier Thomas played really well also. I believe he had a sack in there too. Uh, he got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I feel I felt like whenever I looked up in key situations, but there was a lot of times, he was in the backfield. But there was a lot of times that Ryan Finley was just standing back there. Yeah, but keep in mind, both of these go hand-in-hand hand with throwing the ball 64 times. Yeah, I know. So I if you throw the ball 64 times, you're, you're going to get sacked a couple times at least. And also, you're going to stand there and have a clean pocket for it 10 seconds like, a couple times. It felt like Jalen Samuels was doing whatever he wanted for a while. Yeah, he was. And that's something we'll have to keep an eye on is – the, the defensive backs, I you know, don't want to ever use the word scared or anything, but they didn't want to get beat deep, you could tell. Yeah. They were giving it a lot of cushion. Now, granted, they might hate me because maybe they were told to do it. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have a choice. They might have been told to do and it. And I'm sure they were. You got to get up there. You got to get up in them. Sometimes you got to take more chances. That's how I feel about it on a defensive side. If you want to stop good offenses, sometimes you got to roll the dice. that one or two seconds of jamming the receiver makes a huge difference. If you can do it, if you're good if at you it. If you can do it, yeah. But, I mean, I don't think – I feel like – our receivers aren't that – I mean, our corners are not, are not that small. Right. I mean, Jemias is a little small, but that's it. But he plays in the nickel, so it makes sense. A little sense. bit stocker, right. so that's fine. But, like, you know, Jamarcus Keene's, you know, maybe a skinnier guy, but he's got some height to him and stuff. He shouldn't be – Fitton's a tough guy, too, as well. So, you know, Chris Lamont's, if he's got to get up on something. I, I got faith in these guys to, to be able to handle that, to, to handle that. I like it. One thing we didn't see in the first week was the kicking game. We didn't really have to see anything. So I'm still really curious to see a long field goal try or something by our kickers to see how we do. Yes, but I'll be I'll put it this way. Um, the one thing we'll have to say about the kicking team, the kicking game, um, we're probably better in, off than uh, NC State is. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I also saw a lot of really good kickoffs. I know it's a small thing, but that's something I was looking for. That's not a small thing. That's a big thing, man. It, it tells you he's got some leg on him. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. So, so you so you had 49-28? And I'm going 41-35. We're on record here to make sure. We both missed out on the score last week, but we weren't ridiculously far. Actually, you were kind of far off. <laughs> yeah, I, I predicted, what, uh, 20 to 14, 14 I believe, was. was what you said. Yeah, I expected a I had 27-23. Uh, they shocked me. <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a good thing. So, now, of course, since we said it's going to be blowout this week, it's going to be a 7 nothing game, right? Just because we said that. 20 to 14. <laughs> yeah, just because we said it. Exactly. <laughs> We're just going to go with the score line of 20 to 14 all year. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to hit. Because you might be right once, right? Uh, yeah, I might hit it eventually, you know. I mean, I would think so. But what will be the key to the game for you? We'll end it with that, you know. Yeah, I want to go rushing because you said it. Yeah. But, um,. Maybe I can switch it up. I'll just go specifically. I think we need to get Hayden Hurst involved more. Yeah. And I, was, maybe it's maybe it's dumb to say because our offense played pretty well. He uh, Hayden Hurst had one catch for negative two yards, and from what I was hearing, everybody was raving about his blocking ability during that game. And, of course, that was something up in the nosebleeds of Bank of America Stadium. I couldn't really tell. But apparently he did really well blocking the uh, defensive end from North Carolina State. But I'd like to see him get the ball more, especially on third downs especially on third downs. He's a guy who's going to catch the football. I think you need to get him the ball on third down and look for him. 
That's I, uh, that's what I think could be a huge key to the game. Right on. And I like where your head's at. Um, and I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I think they were using him a little bit more on blocking this weekend. Understandably, like I said, I, I really do. That Chubb, first of all, alone is just a handful. That guy's an animal. And, uh, you know, didn't realize he was brothers with Nick Chubb at first, but um, pretty cool. Hmm. A lot of talent in that family, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, those guys will be uh, – we'll definitely see him in the league one of these days. I, I think he's going to have a better NFL career than his brother. But, um, yeah, I, I, th- I agree with the Hurst saying that. I think that's what I was saying earlier. I think Shai Smith's going to be a real big player throughout this season. I think uh, him and Hurst are going to be the third down guys. I was surprised we didn't take a couple more shots with Shai Smith, actually. I didn't think take any shots with Shai Smith. I think Edwards is more of a third down guy than Shai Smith. Shai Smith, to me, seems like the guy that you tell him to stick his head down and run down the field. I but we'll see. Well, the reason I say I consider him like a, I hate, you know, maybe a Cole Beasley type. This is why I can compare him that because, like, you got a slot guy that has a ton of moves and it's probably quicker than anybody out there. So. On a third and four, third and five, for him to get a slant or something like that, he's going to be open probably every time. So that's why I think he's going to be a big person on third down. I think that's why he's going to be a key because his ability to separate from the defender. That's why I like to consider the separation ability. Uh, sure. And, you know, Brian Edwards is a big body and probably could block out anybody, you know, so that helps as well. But I think that's where uh, Shai Smith has got the little bit of difference between him, and that's why I think uh, on – Quick third downs because a lot of times we'll send the pressure as well. You know, I think Shaw Smith's gonna be a key, big key in that part. I think you're right. Uh, also, looking back at last week against a good NC State team, you lose that game. It's it's a it's a killer, but it's not the end of the world. It's not SEC this week. However, it's your first SEC game. You're going on the road to Missouri. Can't lose this game. Yeah, you got to get it done, right? I mean, if, if you want to stay in the conversation of SEC East, you got to get this one in you Kentucky lose this done. This game in the season. Is, it takes a turn it for takes sure. A big turn. Picture. And then a couple other games become must-wins, like a Kentucky game, yeah. something like that. Then you're like looking that. at the schedule, like, man, we really need to – like, you lose this game, and you're starting to question if we make a bowl game, in yeah. my opinion. I think you're right. Uh, opinion, but if you win this game, everybody stays on their high. Yeah, because uh, I know that's, like, harsh to say, kind of, but not really. This is college football. you got 12 games. There's not a whole lot you're, you you can lose and still yeah, feel and, uh, comfortable I, with. I think it's uh, all the hard games at the end of the season. We know this. So, you got to win this game. I, I like that, it. I think that wraps that up. That's Matt Cather putting the pressure on. Putting the pressure on. Hot Ho- take. Hopefully we'll be back talking about 2-0. and We're going to go out to Green Street here soon and get some takes. So check back the podcast page, guys. We'll get some takes from uh, USC students and see if they're just as confident as they were last week. But this has been another episode of Forever Garnet and Black, guys. Thanks for listening. USC, 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 USC.